0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's
1: get ready to rumble! Ah! Say it loud! Say it loud! I
0: see
1: fire.
0: I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? All black is beautiful. All black is beautiful. Sensational. That's the word you're looking for. And you know this, man.
1: Say Loud Podcast. What is up? It is your host, Boogie the Beast, the one, the only, Mr. Jordan Hunter. I want to thank you so much for tuning in on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google. YouTube, through somebody's radio, through somebody's phone, however you listen to this, I appreciate the love. I appreciate it, for reals. I don't tell you all this enough, even though I tell you every single episode. But anyways, I'm getting on to another special edition of Say It Loud. This is one near and dear to my heart. You guys heard one half of the, the piece of the puzzle that made me. Now you get to hear the other. But before I introduce her, I'm going to go ahead and warm her up and gas her up. She was born... In Braddock, Pennsylvania, also known as Braddock, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, been in Phoenix, Arizona now for over 25 years, 30 years. Um, (laughs) It doesn't even matter right now. I just want to get her on this mic because she's very shy and she's scared to talk. Let's give it up for the one, the only, my mommy, Cheryl Hunter.
0: Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hi out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) so this doesn't have to be super formal it's nothing big it's just you know just talking to talk so we started out um by really just saying hi how you doing it's it's 2018 how you
0: feeling i feel real good yeah feel good
1: that's good that's Mm -hmm. good um so going into what we talked about from the beginning Braddock, pennsylvania not the biggest uh you know known city in the world you were one of how many eight one of eight, mm-hmm. and you were the old, old the oldest daughter, oldest daughter, With four older brothers. Mm. How was it growing up? Or so it went. You and then four brothers, or was it you and then it was sprinkled four
0: brothers, and then I was the first girl. Mm.
1: So how was how was that rough? <laughs> <laughs> rough. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did they like? Was it rough because
0: of like having to? I, di- I had to do everything. I had to clean their room, braid their hair um washed her clothes everything (laughs) and
1: you just got used to
0: it i just got used to it and then
1: you and then you got a younger sister that was aunt mary first i have
0: four three three more younger sisters yeah and that was aunt mary was the next one after no mary was the baby
1: oh okay okay it's my
0: sister laura and then my sister mina and then mary
1: so you were excited when laura came around then because then you had another girl to help out around the house
0: no um, Laura Laurie lived with my aunt.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, yeah.
1: What was it like, uh, you know, growing up in like the, the, the area of the neighborhood and you know, of Braddock.
0: Braddock. Well, back then Braddock was cool. You know, everybody got along with everybody and it was, it was, it was good. The only, the only problems we had was just, the, um, the prejudice against the black and whites, mm. you know? It was still going on back then, but um, I never really had to deal with much of it because I, just, I was just loved by everybody, and I loved everybody, so it didn't really bother me as much.
1: Now, I didn't say, you know, I, I, I told the world what, what your dad was born. I'm not going to tell the world what year you were born, but like you said, you dealt with prejudice. Right. What was that? What was that like, seeing it?
0: You know, just It was mainly like... When our school merged together, a lot of the <coughs> white people didn't want their kids to go to school with black kids, hmm. but we had to ignore it and just move on because the school was going to do it anyway, right. and then we we as uh, the black community at the school formed a black and white dance come together, hmm. and we... Through a, a dance at the school, and there was white kids and black kids there, and we party and have fun, and everybody got along just fine.
1: Did the DJ know how to mix the music right?
0: Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the lot of the white kids we lost because of their parents, but mm. then we also had a lot that still stayed, and everything went fine. So yeah, did, it ended up being a good.
1: Did you have any close friends that were of the other descent? Or- oh
0: yes. Oh yes, I have real close friends. As as a matter of fact, I still have two close friends back in Pittsburgh. My friend Tina Anderson and Regina Russell and Cindy Thomas.
1: Wow. Yes. You guys still keep in contact. We still right?
0: keep in contact all the time.
1: That's what's up.
0: Oh, I forgot, and my friend Carol Parker.
1: Can't forget about her. Yeah. K. Parks, shout yeah, out to you.
0: She's in ATL. ATL,
1: shouting. <laughs> um. So you know, going off of that, uh, you know, um having a bunch of family members, Braddock. um, what was, uh, and then we talked about school, just, what was it like being, like, a, a Steelers fan, like, that was, that was the thing back then, like.
0: Oh, man, I mean, back in the 70s was, was the best part of tying, I mean, we had the Super Bowl, the World Series, and, uh, the hockey thing the penguins the penguins there you go <laughs> <laughs> i i knew one i knew one year we won everything everything in pittsburgh i mean pittsburgh was just a place to be mm-hmm. it was it was really pittsburgh is really a good town though yeah. pittsburgh is really a good place you know it's a good place it's just you know it's just like any other place you know it has its down and there's you know, ups and downs, but, yeah, but it's a good place. So,
1: speaking of being a good place, um, I mean, you know, I'm gonna get into it. Um, your father used to run the city of Braddock, <laughs> yeah. quote unquote.
0: Yeah, they called him the mayor of Braddock. And, and how
1: did he get the nickname the mayor? Uh,
0: I don't know, I don't know. I just went by what I was told. <laughs> and
1: but, so, <laughs> but what, 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 his
0: nickname was Dip Dap, Dip Dap, Dip Dap. Hmm.
1: <laughs> and, and is this around the time that you got your nickname Leadfoot?
0: Oh, well, that that story came from my father told me one time that he was going blind and he had to teach me how to drive. And I was 11 years old. And during those days, I just believed what he said and got on the telephone books and learned how to drive. But then I found out later on the reason why he wanted me to drive was so I could be the little chauffeur, shoving little old people around to the grocery stores and laundromats and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know? Now, you weren't
1: just driving around old people to the laundromats, too. You were you were driving
0: around. Yeah, I, As I was getting a little older, 12, 13, 14, it's, it got to where I was like a bootleg person. like You, you were know? a getaway mm-hmm. driver, mom. Yeah, well, you know, back in Pittsburgh, we call them jitney drivers, Mm -hmm. you know, now they call them the Uber and stuff, but (laughs) back then, back then in Pittsburgh, they still do it, but they're called jitney drivers, Mm -hmm. and I end up, end up being like a jitney driver, you know, but I didn't get paid, my dad got paid. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So
1: you guys used to drive from Pittsburgh, just speeding up a little bit, like what, teenage years, you guys used to drive from Pittsburgh into New Jersey.
0: Oh, yeah. To go party. Yeah, yeah. Used to go to, drive from Pittsburgh to New Jersey, Passate and Patterson, New Jersey, um, Warrington, Virginia. And this was overnight, and then you drive back the same day? Well, when we went to New Jersey, we didn't, we stayed a weekend. Mm-hmm. But when we went to Virginia and stuff, it was, uh you know, one way there and one way back. You know, <laughs> That's you know. crazy. Yeah.
1: Um. So with that, you know, like... uh. You used to not get in trouble, but like you would just come back at any 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 hour of the night or what?
0: Yeah, and no, I ain't had a narrow driver's license.
1: <laughs> and then what were you doing when you were going over to these other
0: cities? You were going into bars? No, I I would just stay outside in the car. Wow. Yeah. You just were driving people. And I just drove people wherever they wanted to go. <laughs> So that's why you don't mind driving now. Right, I guess so. Man. Wow, that's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. So passing that up then, I mean, leaving Pittsburgh or Braddock from that point, um, what brought you out to Pittsburgh? I mean, what brought you out to, to Phoenix? Why Phoenix?
0: I know, I know. Well, you know, it, time, time was going by and I was working and got laid off and wasn't finding a job. and. A friend of mine, she moved out here a few years ahead of me, and she had got married, and she was out here. And we used to always talk and stuff, and she said, why don't you come to Arizona? I said, well, girl, that's too far. I don't want to go that far from my home. And she goes, oh, but you'll like it out here if you come. you know." I, so one day, you know, I was like, hey, I wasn't married, didn't have any kids, single. So I said, hey, why not? I... Called her up, told her I was coming. Caught the Greyhound bus one way, $99. Wow. And came on out to Arizona. How long was
1: that bus ride?
0: It was like three days. Oh, hell no.
1: (laughs) Did the $99 cover hotel too or what?
0: No, you stay on the bus the whole time. You stay on the bus, you stop at different cities on your way and stay over there for like an hour or two. Then get back on the bus and keep going. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's how I end up here, and I end up at her house, and she had recently had just had another baby, and she had a 12-year-old son, and she had a 4-year-old son, and then she just had a baby. Was it that a boy, too? It was a boy. Damn, man, boys. people are so lucky. <laughs> all boys. And um, I got in on a Thursday. I'll never forget it. And um, that Saturday, I I heard her and her husband talking and they were saying that they was going to maybe, like, use me to be their babysitter since I didn't have a job yet or nothing. And it helped save them money. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't come out here to be nobody's babysitter. <laughs> so I was like, no, this is not going to work, <laughs> you know. And she so happened she worked at a store out here called Payless Shoe Store as a manager. And I said I wanted to come. You know, arrive with her to her job and check things out. But the meanwhile, before that, I was looking in their Sunday's paper and I saw the place that said studio furnished apartment. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what that looks like because I never heard of a studio furnished apartment. So I tore it out the paper and I put it in my pocket and I came because she lived in Tempe, Arizona, and she worked in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So we drove over to her job and I asked her where was this street at and she told me where it was. And it wasn't too far to walk, but I walked it and I went up there and looked at the apartment and I liked it and filled out the application and gave them my money. And that next day I left her house and moved in. Mm. And didn't know where I was gonna pay my rent the next month, but I was just praying to God and something came up and it did. Everything worked out fine. How much was rent back then? Back then, I think my rent was three fifty nine. Jeez,
1: three fifty nine, three
0: fifty nine a month. That's yeah. crazy. Plus electric, and then you
1: were close to where, where you were living at
0: the point. Then, um, at the point where, but when I finally I followed y'all three days later, mm-hmm. so that was like oh goodness, that was fast. but then I had to catch a uh, catch up, uh, a cab because the buses didn't run at nighttime and Mm. i had to get off work at nighttime so i would like catch catch the the bus there but call a cab to come back home Mm -hmm. what's up
1: everybody once again it's boogie the beast and you were listening to say loud podcast want to give a super shout out to everybody listening so far make sure to go ahead and subscribe to itunes or soundcloud if you already haven't and let's go ahead and get this word out and make this bigger than it was yesterday and for the next episode for more people to hear the story let's get back to it so then after everything that, everything worked out after that job speeding up a little bit you right. went into working at bash's no
0: no no after, plot twist after that job i start working at a printing company that's right the printing company and i worked there for eight and a half years mm-hmm. Yep. and then from there i had you mm-hmm. and then i stayed home my first year and then i got another job which was at bash's and then that's where i worked until i retired
1: Mm. what was it? Uh, what was it like? Um, you know, like going into like something like that. Cause you started out as a cashier, then, or were you bakery? No,
0: I started in the bakery.
1: So you yeah, you started in the bakery, then right. made your way
0: all the way to the bakery manager, and went to bakery manager, and from bakery manager, I left that department and went on to be a cashier, mm-hmm. and then after cashier, I retired. Mm. So I gave them twenty four years. Twenty four years. Mm-hmm. You miss it sometimes. No.
1: That's. you know. <laughs> I get you Don't miss and then in all. between that while you were working at the bakery you were also a <laughs> uh unlicensed or like a low-key bartender
0: oh yeah that was the at the days. after-hour club that was the fun days yeah <laughs> those were the days where yes bring it, back three... it was a club that I used to go to and I happened to be there one night and the guy that owned it was behind the bar by himself and it was really packed and i just told him i said you need to hire somebody to come back here and help you and he's like well get back here and help me i said i don't know how to make no drinks which <laughs> i didn't you know i've never worked in no club and he said well i could teach you and i was like okay so that night i got behind that bar and and when they wanted something that i ain't never heard or knew nothing about he told me how to make it and what to do and then he asked me if I would come back the next week, and I told him I have to talk to my husband about it and see first because, you know, it's just not – I've never worked in a bar or anything, you mm-hmm. know, especially it was an after-hour club, so it didn't open up till 12, you know, at night, that's you lit. Know? So, and then, you know, it ended up being to where I ended up working there for, like, almost two and a half years.
1: And then they got shut down. And then they got shut down.
0: <laughs> we got busted. Because <laughs> they had no liquor license, you know. Oh, so, man. Oh, man. But um, it was fun, though. Yeah. It, it, it was a job. It was fun. I learned a lot, you know. And I seen a lot, you know. And it, it you met a lot good. of friends through that, too. Like, oh, yes. Art Snap. Oh yeah. Yes. I met a lot of, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So it was good.
0: It was a good experience, you know?
1: So speaking about experiences, you move out to Phoenix, something new doing a lot of other stuff. Um, you got to, and you know, one of the other interviews I did was with a a gentleman, Super Snake. Mm Um, we used to, used to call in and win tickets all the time, win tickets for everything.
0: Everything. Every
1: single concert, every single event. What was one of your favorite
0: concerts? I think my favorite was Usher and the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Casey and JoJo? Uh, no. Well, they was good too, but I think you liked that more than I did. Yeah. Uh, but all of them, every concert I ever went to, I've always had a good time because I I have a good time. I go to have a good time, and mm-hmm. I always have a good time.
1: Now, speaking of good times, one of your one of the concerts I will always remember the story for is the Patty Labelle. The uh, first time, yes. <laughs> so my mom had gotten surgery on her left foot, r- left foot for a ligament torn ligament, right? Yes. Um, torn ligament in a freak accident. First off, stepping out of a golf cart at castles and coasters, wearing Skechers. You're I never forget First that. First time I
0: wore them
1: shoes. First time she wore the shoes, steps out, pop. But anyway, so we're speeding forward. She was like, "Oh, I'm not missing Patty Labelle." So she had on a boot and a crutch, and she limped up to the front and had Patty Labelle sign, uh, you know, like a paper the program book. Program yeah. book, and then she kissed it, yeah. you know. And we have that still hanging up right now. And then, yes. as she was limping back, she tried to have people help you out. And you turn around and turn, uh uh-uh, I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and you hop
1: back up to them.
0: Because she didn't see the crutches until I start walking back towards my seat. And uh-huh. she says, oh, somebody help her back to her seat. And I turn around and said, no, I'm good. And I just <laughs> wobble on back to my seat. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: Well, what do you What do you think has been the, the, I guess, um, way of, of raising, not raising me, but, uh, you know, just having a good time. What's been your, what's been the the keys to you having a good
0: time or enjoying yourself? Well, for you, I've I i do not you know I've always had a had a good life. Once I got grown, you know, I've always always put myself first. You know, I always wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. You know, and and then you know like. I got tired of dating, same, and then I knew, I said, well, you know, I guess, you know, it's time for me to get married and have a kid, you know, because I was getting older, and I didn't want to live this life without at least having one child, you know, so then, but then I just wasn't going to have a child until I was married, Mm -hmm. and then when the right father guy came along, and, you know, and we dated for a couple years first, and then I was like, "Mm, this might be, just might just be the one, and then once I got married, and then I had got pregnant with my son, it was like my life was filled. Now I have everything I wanted, you know, and and raising you and bringing you up was just was was just the most happiest thing that I could ever have done, you know.
1: Oh, don't make me blush. And
0: and, and see how you have grown to be a, a awesome young man and. The life that you have chose to to do and 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 deal with is it just makes me happier and happier, you know. Like nothing, nothing's gone wrong, you know.
1: What uh speak? I mean, going back back before um I was conceived into this picture. Mm-hmm. What was it? Well, how did so? Dad told the story one way. There's always two sides of the story. How did do you remember how Dad approached you?
0: Oh, it was my birthday <laughs> and my friends, they want to take me out, but I wasn't drinking because I had just had, was, was getting over food poisoning and I was from on, Jack in the box, from Jack in the box, Jack in a crack. I call Jack in a crack now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, I wasn't gonna drink, but they said no. But it's your birthday; you got to go out, you know. So I'm like, okay, I could drink orange juice or juice or something. And then we was just in in the club, you know, just having a good time and having fun. And then he sent the bar bar lady over to our table and and said to give everybody at our table a drink. It it was on him, and then the the bartender had told him, you know, that it was my birthday and then he, you know, wanted to come over and meet me. And then he came over and met he me. He tried to come
1: over and act slick, huh?
0: Well, you know how guys are, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know and, how
1: I am, so I know how we, dad was. And
0: then we exchanged phone numbers and we just started talking and he always worked second shift and I worked day shift, so we didn't see each other till the weekends. So, it was
1: so so you didn't make him wait a week before getting the number. He got it on the first
0: try. No, he got the number. We just didn't.
1: Talk. That's what I'm saying. That's right. what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. I didn't. You know. I didn't talk to him for about a week. You know. She so waited. Yes, yeah. you waited. You made yeah, him wait. Because I didn't. Because there was no
1: texting back then.
0: No. Right. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> Mm-mm. No.
1: Do you remember? Um, do you remember where you were when he uh, proposed or said, "Let's get married"?
0: Um, in my apartment, Mm -hmm. you know, he just, he just says, on my birthday in January, we're going to get married. We are, huh? And he says, yeah, he said, that's what I want to do on my birthday, you know, so I was like, oh, okay.
1: And did you call, did you call home at the time to anybody and say it or?
0: i didn't tell nobody at the time because mm. you know I, I didn't know whether he was just saying it or he really meant it i had to wait and see right you know because it it was like six seven months away mm-hmm. you know so you know like i didn't you know like i didn't go around, ooh, 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 you know and all that you know yeah mm. i had to wait and make sure
1: so then and this is at the time you guys were living separate or living together
0: well, we were still living in separate apartments. Okay, and
1: then mm-hmm. and then so and
0: then his his lease was up, and then he moved into my place, and then and then um we lived together. I think five months, and then that January came, and we got married.
1: And you went to Vegas to get married at Imperial Palace. Yeah,
0: we got married in Imperial Palace in Vegas, and his brother and his wife then came with us. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: 28 years later, they say Vegas, you know, 28 years Vegas later. Vegas. Uh, marriages never last. What, what do you think's been the, what's been your key?
0: The key for my marriage? I think, I think. Just ignore him. Well, you know, <laughs> I think then because he worked second shift and he wasn't home during the evenings and we only got to really spend time together on the weekends mostly. So I think that's helped grew. The relationship stronger, cause when we got to see each other and was being together as a family, then we always did things, you know, and stuff. But you know, so I think that helped along. And then you know, like we both had got into church, and you know, we pray and ask God, you know, to keep you strong, and things just come along. You ever wanted uh, to beat him up? Oh heck, yeah! <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah! <laughs> To this day, I still like to beat them up, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I know we're both just getting older now and, you know, things change and you have to have patience and, you know, patience and love, you know. What's up once again, guys? It is
1: your host, Boogie the Beast. I hope you guys are enjoying my interview with the half of my equation of this life, my heart, my mommy Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to SoundCloud and iTunes and just continue to help me get this out. Almost to the end of this podcast, so let's finish it out with a bang now. So then, you know, speaking about love and getting to the best part of this interview like it was for his, January 5th, 1992, the clouds opened up. It was a beautiful day. (laughs) <laughs> the Seattle Supersonics probably won a game the San Diego Chargers probably won a game <laughs> Jordan Hunter was born and you know like you said everything Jordan everything kind of changed born. Yep.
0: What, what
1: was it what was it like to finally feel like you know I mean I know you said it was like complete but like
0: well you know to tell you the truth when I after I had you I think cause I had you in January I think around May I had got to where I had to start st- start start going back out partying again. It was like I was like sc- scooped up and- caught up in the house or something so you made dad watch and me. i and i just made him start being the babysitter on the weekends and i would hit the streets again <laughs> i did nice. i it's it's sad to say that but it's I. it's not did. sad it's who you are you know it's I who just, i am these I years just, later i just i just wasn't ready to stop yet yeah and i just start partying again on the weekends you know and i and he and, and like he never said nothing you know he never said, No, you can't go out, you got this kid here, you know that I mean? he he just go, Oh, okay, have a good time. <laughs> and I ain't got to work. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like no pressure or nothing, you know. It, it was like I just had to start going again. Yeah. And then and then and th- and then I think, you know, like like after like about
1: three years, two years?
0: I don't no, no, it wasn't that long. Maybe about like a year later, it had got to where like, okay, well, you know, like I got this this kid here now, you know, so. Yeah,
1: not this this kid, like the, <laughs> I was the,
0: you know. So even so. before I was
1: born, uh, you know, I love telling this story. If you ever walk into our house, besides how many pictures we have of the Obamas, like they're really our family on the wall. We also have a lot of Michael Jordan photos. Do you want to tell the world about your love? for Michael Jordan and how and where my name
0: comes from well you know I'm setting always, the record straight I've always loved Michael Jordan you know in basketball you know I never missed a Chicago Bulls game you know and um during that time you know your father's cousin nephew was playing on the Suns. team Burt yep Steve Burt and we used to always go to the games and one 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 game, Chicago Bulls were in town, and we got to go to the game, and I said, I'm going to get a picture with Michael Jordan this time. And I gave your father the camera, and by him being the tallest man there, you would think that he would hit that picture <laughs> real good, but no, <laughs> not him. And we I, like we went down, down the bottom where they all come walking out, you know, onto the court. And I'm standing there behind this white rope chain. And the chain was like really made like a plastic. Yep. So I just kept shaking and twisting and turning and twisting until I broke it. And I was holding it in my hand standing there. And then out came BJ. And then out came Scotty, um, you know, Scotty Pippen. And, you know, and all the other guys were walking out and then all of a sudden here comes Michael as soon as I saw Michael I just dropped the chain and ran right over to him and as he was walking out I'm holding his hand and I'm like Michael and, and, and the guys and the guys were saying ma'am ma'am you gotta go back and go back I go Michael Michael if I ever have a child I'm gonna name him Jordan after you and, and he go it'll be my pleasure and I just screamed <laughs> And then he said, I gotta go. And then I had let go of his hand, and then he went on and walked on to the court. And that's how, when I got pregnant, I was like, it's Jordan. And Dad never got the photo up. And Dad never got the photo. He got <laughs> BJ and Scotty and everybody, but he didn't get Michael. See, I mean, I ran to the photo store the next day to get that roll of film developed, <laughs> just so I could see me stand next to Michael Jordan, and wasn't no Michael Jordan in sight. So... So I just had to remember that he touched my hand. <laughs>
1: oh, man, she definitely just hilarious. looked at her hand, you guys. Oh, man, that is hilarious. Hey, so, yeah, man. so now I'm born, I'm living, you know, and all that stuff. And for those that don't know that didn't grow up with me and all that stuff, I never really had as many restrictions, quote, unquote, as others. Like, I went out on the weekends and, you know, the the number one rule I think I had was, um, if you go out on Saturday, you better be ready to go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that was really it. And, you know, I think it helped me grow just because I I never wanted to do anything wrong to get that taken away. Now, when I was younger, did I get my butt whooped? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I was a hard-headed <laughs> child. But I blame my parents. I don't blame my parents, but I blame them because, <laughs> hey, they always told me, speak your truth, speak your mind. And that's why now I have a podcast what fifteen years later, it's sixteen years later, called say it loud. And I think that's crazy. But I mean, you know, one of the things, you know, like you said is you just you put yourself first and you don't let nobody else take that away from you. That's right. Um that's right. so speaking about that's what uh you know, going into this this next you're getting ready to have a birthday here in March. Yes. Um, you know, this year. You got your passport now.
0: Yes, so Yeah.
1: So now we're back to international traveling. Where's one place you wanna go?
0: Ireland. Ooh, why Ireland? I don't know. I just always wanted to go there. Just randomly. I just yes. So you, sure. don't wanna, you don't want to you
1: don't want to ride a camel no more. It's Ireland.
0: No, Ireland's good. Ireland or Switzerland. Switzerland. So yeah. there's another one now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about
1: what's in Switzerland? I don't know. Just the name. I just
0: yeah. <laughs> I think so. Just the name. I just want to just go and just and just look at the clothes that they wear and you know it it, it just seemed like. I don't know, it, it's just the outfits, their clothes that they wear, mm-hmm. and I just want to wear it. <laughs> I, I just want put, to put on their clothes and just walk around and, and wear it like they do, yeah. with the bonnet hats and stuff, and, you know, I don't know, I just want to just just go, you know, and 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 stay in the castle.
1: Oh, you want to stay in the castle? I want to
0: stay in the castle. Okay, you know? now this is getting expensive. Yes, I know, I okay. know, yeah, but. You don't
1: have to. No, 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 <laughs> hey, it's, it's what mom. It's what mom wants. She's been trying to put it together. So, I mean, you know, well, I mean, I'm not going to keep you too long. It's getting a little late, and uh, I got a flight to catch in the morning. But uh, last few questions I have, I would say, uh, okay. oh, what would I go with? If you, looking back, if you could have, is there any part of your life you would have changed or relived to do differently. And mind you guys, this is a this is a forty five minute podcast that I did with my mom. Please believe there's so much more that we could sit here and talk about. <laughs> but we gave you guys the condensed version. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, what uh is there anything um, that you would
0: I don't know. I think if if there's anything that I wouldn't that I wish you could go back on. Um, I can't think of anything. I think everything is okay. It, it, everything's okay, you know. Like you, you grow, you live, you learn, you move on, and you forget about the bad things in the past, and and just get stronger and move on and make a life. You move know? on, so moving on. That's what I did, you know. I forget about the bad things that happened to me in my past and. Get stronger and made my and made my own future, my own life ahead. You know, made my life better than what it was when I was younger, and made it better for my kids, which mm-hmm. it's you, my kid. You know, so my past and have nothing to do with your growing up.
1: You know. And last but not least, my favorite question I always ask is. Eighteen-year-old Cheryl Hunter's walking out of uh, high school graduation cap and gown, and just getting to step foot in the real world. And let's just say that cell phones, like real, like you know, this era cell phones exist. You know, and you had two to two to three minutes to talk to Cheryl now. What would you say, or what would you? Excuse me, if you had a phone to talk to eighteen-year-old Cheryl right now, what would you? What would you give her? Um, fair warning or advice or motivation or positive words?
0: I Just tell her, hold your head up high and keep stepping.
1: That's it. I mean, it's two minutes.
0: Uh, oh, well. Um, it, I mean, it's up to you. It doesn't have to I be. Just, I'm just... Well, you mean, no, I just tell her, you know, hold your head up high and keep stepping and stay on the right, right track and everything's going to be alright. You know, keep your faith in God and and there's a big world out there, and it's and, and it's time for you to to get out there and create and be somebody mm. and walk a straight path. Don't let nothing hold you back. You know.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know. I just thought of one more thing before I go. Fun fact: if you guys didn't know or are still listening from here. Stevie
0: Wonder almost took you on a date once. Yes, he did. <laughs> he took you on a date, or you almost did. Almost, almost. Was, but you met him. I was too young. Oh, <laughs> he said when I got eighteen, he was going to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
1: Oh man! What I a was life! 18
0: when I met him. <laughs>
1: what a life it would have been. Uh, what yeah. a life. He
0: had he had kin folks in my hometown, so he used to come there a lot and and do like a lot of giveaways and little and sometimes he he come to the clubs and stuff and i wasn't old enough to be in them but i was in them right you know and and he asked me how old i was and i whispered in his ear because i didn't want nobody else to know and then he said but when you get 18 i'm gonna marry you (laughs) and i was did he see you in the crowd (laughs) <laughs> sorry I had to throw that one in there I had to throw that one in there no he rubbed my arm like Rachel's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man well mom I'm not going to keep you too long if there's anything else you want to say before I end this out the floor is all yours
0: I just want to say thank you so much for doing this with me and, and mommy is just very proud of you and you keep it keep it up And I'm always right here for you. Always. Love you. Love you too, Mom. So before we start crying, I'm going to go ahead
1: and end this uh, podcast. You know who it is. Once again, it is your host, Boogie the Beast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Once we get everything else up and running, I'll go ahead and drop those. If you have somebody's story or testimony that you want to be on here, go ahead and hit me up at the email that I have, sayloudpodcast 68 at gmail.com. Until then, love you guys. Stay black and stay woke.